It's time for Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday, everybody. This is Murphy Houston. Hope you're having a great morning, and we appreciate you being here to join us on Mile High Magazine. And we're happy to have with us Scott Medina, who's the Director and Community Relations Person with the Bridge House, with locations in Boulder and Aurora. Did I get that right, Scott? It's Boulder and Aurora, correct? Yes, we're in both those locations. Thanks so much, Murphy. Well, we're glad to have you here. We're all excited to, before we get into the details about Bridge House, what is Bridge House? Give us a basic rundown of that. Yeah, Bridge House has been a nonprofit center in Boulder for the past 25 years, uh, working with people experiencing homelessness. And we've really evolved over those 25 years. So we've done everything from being a simple day shelter that offers you know basic emergency services, food, shelter, basic case management to people experiencing homelessness. And it's really evolved over that time. Uh, till now, for the past decade, we've been focusing uh, specifically on a new employment first program called Ready to Work. Well, congratulations on 25 years. That's quite a success story in this day and age. Yeah, well, I mean, we measure success really by each individual whose whose lives are changed. That's what's most important to us. And as as I've said, you know, the the organization has changed a lot over 25 years as services change because we're always trying to find the best way to get people out of the cycle of homelessness. And you learn things as you go and adapt and make make the programs better. Excellent words. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, let's start with this ready-to-work employment program. Tell, tell us what that's all about. Yeah, th- this is really exciting, and I think uh, a lot of the public will really be on board with something like this. This is, uh, we call it a, an employment-first model. A lot of people at this point have heard of a housing-first approach to sure. homelessness. Sure, And uh, that's really become widespread across the country. It, it's a great program, um, but you know, it, it only will apply to a certain percentage of people experiencing homelessness where it'll be really effective. So we've taken the housing component, but we've added on and, and actually made first an employment part, which is where we're literally getting people back to work. We're ha- keeping them housed while they're in the program. And ultimately, with the goal that when they graduate from this ready to work program, they're going to have their own full time employment not just as a a job, but really a career, and full-time housing uh, that they go into. So once they graduate from the program, they're self-sufficient, which is really the most that, you know, we could hope for someone who's been in that situation, right? Oh, absolutely. And and how do you, I'm just sitting here, my mind is racing with this great idea, but how do you select the right employment for the person you're dealing with? Do they do some kind of a testing process ahead of time and think, oh, you ought to be doing this? Or you just find what, the, what they are interested in? Well, you know, the program, it, it's one thing I haven't mentioned yet. It's a year-long program. So this is a really integrated approach to getting people back on their feet. And because being homeless it really takes a toll on you being out there on the oh, street. Oh, sure. So it, takes, it takes a while to get back, even psychologically, into the mindset that, you know, you're in a place that you can show up for work regularly and, and really feel good about yourself again. So um, our, our wraparound case management services are a crucial part of this piece to get people back in that in the swing of things, really. And so um, back to your question as, as to employment. Well, while they're with us, they have a few different options how they're going to work while they're with us. And we have social enterprises that we have made so that they're working either we have got a commercial kitchen that they work in 
We have outdoor landscaping crews. We actually, this is really cool, Murphy. We run, we started up our own catering program. Is that right? That is cool. Well, that's only one of the things. We do like four different things. We also run our own freestanding cafe. And and we also run our own truffle brownie business, believe it or not. Wow. And all of all of these wonderful things interact with the general public. So people who want to come to our cafe, you know, it's great for breakfast and lunch in Boulder uh, or order truffle brownies across the country. All these things are, are staffed and run by either trainees in our program now or graduates from our program. So these are folks who used to be experiencing homelessness. Now their lives have been totally transformed. And so these are the kind of jobs that they do while they're with us. Um, that gets them back in the headspace of employment. Sure. And then back to your original question of, you know, where do they get employment afterwards? Well, well, sometimes we actually hire them ourselves because we keep expanding with all these social enterprises. So, I mean, literally the people running our cafe yes. are grads from our program. I mean, it's just amazing. But um, also we find we've uh, partnered with many employers in both Denver, Aurora, and Boulder, uh, who know our program, who understand it, and who are looking for good uh, employees. And so we've created these relationships so that they know, they understand what people have done to go through the program, and they're looking to hire them. And it may be in things that are similar, like culinary arts, uh, if they've worked in our kitchen, uh, or it might be even jobs that people used to have earlier in their life that they really liked. But then, you know, whether it was a medical emergency, uh, you know, a domestic violence or a family issue that caused the homelessness, sometimes now this is the time they go back to that career that they had earlier in their life, now that they're in a more functional place. Interesting. I love that idea. And I'm sitting here thinking, and some of the information I found out about Bridge House, will you think this kind of employment program will solve homelessness? Yeah, well, it certainly will solve homelessness for the people in the program. Uh you know, that's our goal and is to really transform the life of each person in the program. And obviously, since it's a year long, this isn't something where we can take thousands of people coming through it. it in Aurora, for example, we've got a house uh, for 50 people and in Boulder for 44 people. And so each of those persons who go through that program and now is after a year is self-sufficient on their own. I mean, that solved their homelessness. Now, I can't say whether that's going to solve the entire issue of homelessness alone. Yeah. What, um, what, what I think is really helpful for the public to understand is there's so many reasons people become homeless, and there's so many different experiences of homelessness while they're on the streets that there's no one program or one solution to it. It's going to, it's going to take dozens of different kinds of programs that fit different kinds of life circumstances, just like we all have different life circumstances, sure. even when we're housed. And so the Ready to Work program is a, is a great solution for the people who are in a position to get back to work and want to you know, rebuild their lives again and get, get it back to the place that they used to be. It's been very effective for that. We have over a 75% success rate um, after that one year of, wow. of getting people graduated into their own jobs in the house. And then we're looking at the retention also um, a year after they've graduated from us, they over 90% are still in that job and in that housing that they got uh, from the graduation. So so we're really seeing that, that this works for uh, a great percentage of the people going into it. 
Well, how do they get involved, uh, Scott? By the way, it's Scott Medina, Director of Community Relations with Bridge House. How do they get involved with Bridge House? They come to you or you find them? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, when, when you're on the streets, uh, word travels fast of just where resources are, and, and that could just be basic emergency services, like where where is their soup kitchen? Where is their free meal tonight? I, I need to eat, or I need a, I need shelter over my head because there's a blizzard coming. So once people start going into one service, a lot of times there's either, whether it's word of mouth or flyers or talking, um, or in some cases, case managers are present on the scene, and then they can make referrals to, oh, hey, you're looking for work? Why don't you go over talk to the ready to work program, see if that's the right uh, situation for you. So, I I mean, in a smaller place like Boulder, word of mouth travels pretty fast, but even in larger metro areas, it it really, if you get coordinated in in the different nonprofits, then they start talking to one another and and can referrals are a huge thing. And, and in fact, that goes both ways. You know, some people coming in to check us out, aren't right for our program for a number of reasons. And so we'll refer them to another program that seems to match up more with what their specific needs are. Well, right that's, now. that's a big help as well. You're all kind of working together to help this cause for homelessness, right? Well, it's got to be that way. Cause yeah. as, as I just said, there's got to be a lot of exits out of homelessness. And so if we're not the right one, we want to match them up with the one that is. Good news there. Scott, I'm curious, how does Bridgehouse incorporate social enterprises into its financial model? Yeah, the the social enterprises I talked about before, like the brownie business and the cafe and the catering that we do, all of that brings back in funding for Bridgehouse. Um, even in, you know, our outdoor crews go and they're contracted by the, you know, the cities of Aurora and, and Boulder to, uh, to clean up outdoors and, and work on flower beds and such. So, all that money comes back into the program. So it's, it's this real win-win scenario. We're providing a service for the community. We're, we're bringing money back into the organization. But most importantly, we're transforming the lives of the people actually doing the work in the moment because uh, they're all getting paid while they're in the program. <laughs> we're paying them an hourly wage this whole time. So sure. when they graduate, they're going to graduate with you know a nice little nest egg of money uh, to start with. So it's just a win-win opportunity all the way around. And our social enterprises help uh, with up to 40% of our total budget for Bridge House comes in just from the money from that, which is, you know, less money than that we need to raise through, uh, you know, from grants or or other means. Right. I was was curious. That was my next question. How do you get your funding? Well, that's 40% is a large amount, but do you get help from the government? You said grants, people donate. How does that work? Yeah, uh, you know the so- social enterprises are definitely one of the biggest uh, of, of the biggest for the budget for us. But also then uh, grants coming in from foundations is huge. We've made some really good partnerships with that. Individual donations from just individual supporters is huge uh, in our budget. That's a really big piece. The uh, you know public money, uh, government money is is relatively small actually. Uh-huh. Uh, the the biggest way that that we make use of, of some money is when we're going in and opening up a new site uh, for ready to work. Like right now we're looking uh, out there for a third site, maybe in the Metro Denver area somewhere. And, and the way that works is that, that we'll partner with the local government um, because this is something they want in there. They're like, sure. boy, we've, 
in, in many cases, they've already been earmarking tax dollars for a program just like this. And so sometimes they're really excited to see a successful program that they know has a track record of changing lives. And so they're excited to get uh, that in there. Of course, you know, starting up a new building takes quite a bit of capital. And so that's sometimes where the public money can be paired, that that uh, maybe would get a big chunk of money from a foundation. We'll pair that with some public, uh, public funding money as well. Uh, but other than that, it's actually surprising how small um, government assistance money has been in our budget. Uh, we're, we're looking at, at possibly changing that, you know, in the, in the coming years as, as, uh, as our federal government sure. is looking to put more money into this. We are uh, collaborating with other similar employment first programs uh, across the country to say, hey, every city needs a program like this. Absolutely. And it, it really should be, you know, in the quiver of, of the different uh, sources and tools out there for people to get out of homelessness. Good so that's, that's what we're looking to, to make happen. So that just like Housing First has become, uh, you know, a nationally accepted program, we're hoping that an employment first model will join it uh, right up in the ranks there right. because it is so effective. Uh, one quick question here, Scott, and I ask everybody I talk because we've all been through it. Uh, how has COVID really messed up what you're doing? Has it changed it? Has it been harder? Is it getting better now? You know, uh, very fortunately, COVID hasn't had the impact that we initially feared it would. You know, back in the spring of 2020, uh, all service providers were really worried that it was uh, just going to run through like a rampage through the homeless community. That didn't happen as much as we feared. Um, and that's probably for a number of reasons, you know, we won't go into right now. But uh, so fortunately, it, it didn't have as huge an impact at, at that time. Now, it certainly has made, uh, created some more homelessness of its own accord. And sure. we have seen people in our program who are in their situation because of COVID for one reason or another. Um, but we haven't had to shut down our program. Oh, you know, good. We've, we've good. been we've been very safe. Uh, sometimes we've had to lock down our houses uh, where all of our trainees live to make sure that there it, it hasn't spread and there hasn't been yeah there hasn't been too much spreading sure. of of the disease that way. But uh, by and large, we've been able to play it safe and get through it. And just like everyone, we're really looking forward to coming through the other side of this. Absolutely. Scott Medina, Director of Community Relations, Bridge House. Hey, Scott, before I let you go, can you give us a, your website so people can check you out? Yeah, so you can go to boulderbridgehouse.org. That's boulderbridgehouse.org. And um, from there, you can go into more details about our ready-to-work program. You can see uh, videos from our trainees, some success stories there to give you a taste of it. Um, and really learn more about the organization. We'd, we'd love more people to find out about this kind of an employment Absolutely. model. Good job over there. Congratulations on what you do, Scott. And thank you for coming on Mile High Magazine today. We appreciate that. Hey, thank you so much, Murphy. It's a pleasure to be here. Yep. And you guys, too. Now, don't go away. Mile High Magazine will continue here, and we'll be right back.